0: Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Do you like movies? How many of you like movies? Do you like movies? Yes. I know this church. We're we're movie likers. Okay. How is it that, and maybe not necessarily a movie, just a story, a novel. Why is it that some stories, some movies, speak to our heart more than other stories, especially when they are science fiction, when they're fictional stories, made of stories? Have you ever thought about it? Uh, There are some stories that you know it's a made-of story. You pay for them to fake it. You sit there, they're entertaining you, and the story is made up. The characters are, they're actors. However, the story that they're portraying, it speaks to our hearts. It makes sense to our hearts. And most of the stories that, that captivate our hearts have to do with these themes. True love. You know those stories where love overcomes all type of obstacles, and then they're happily together, and then they live happily ever after, or um, friendship with supernatural beings. You know, from E.T. to the Iron uh, ro- uh, Robot, I think it's called. Just um, those stories where you get to to be in a friendship with somebody, uh, either non-human or from other planet or a machine an animal Um, other theme is supernatural powers human with superpowers okay another theme is eternal life those stories where the character the main uh, character comes back to life overcomes life i don't like the ones where the villain dies and then comes back it's like just die stay dead you know and um, and the last theme of these stories that that captivate our hearts speak to our hearts it's good overcoming evil have have you think of any of those movies so I'm sure you have been there where you are watching the story unfold, and for about 120 minutes you forget about reality and you just get sucked in into the story as the story speaks to your soul and the characters are so inspiring and encouraging and and they just bring so much hope to your life and they bring hope of a possible reality of something that we long for but of course it's fiction we know like like it, it's not possible, but but what if? What if have you ever been in that place of a movie of a story where you're like, oh, but but what if this was real? What if it was possible? And you get so you know, in, so captivated with, with the story. So I have found that the reason why these stories make sense to our heart, it's because they speak of the deepest desires in a human life. Our, our deepest desires of our heart have to do with, with that, have to do with eternal love, have to do with friendship with, with um, uh, a special being, have to do with overcoming death, eternal life. Our deepest desires have to do with the ability to walk with these superpowers, authority, dominion, and overcoming evil with good. And after analyzing and reading some books and and trying to understand why personally I love those stories, and and I don't know if it's my age, but now I watch movies. I enjoy those stories with a different view, view. Before it was It was Tom Cruise, you know, and you just want to watch Tom Cruise as a team. But now it's about the message. Now it's about um, the values that they portray. So what I have found is that these themes, they are not illusions. They are actually evidence of who we are. They reveal our original design And they are a picture of our destiny in Christ. Because all these things that we dream of, they were part of the original design. Eternal love, friendship with God, walking in power and authority, overcoming evil, overcoming death, those were part of our original design, but they are also part of our future. And that's the reason why, although we know it's a fake story, we know they are actors. Those, those movies, those stories make sense to our heart. They, they feed our soul. And that's why we pay tons of money, and that's why Hollywood is so rich because they, they are speaking a language that our heart understands. Do you, do you get me what, what I'm trying to say? So the Bible says that God has placed eternity in our hearts. And and those stories reveal that we we not just live for this natural world. Actually, we are in in this in-between season. We live in the in-between of what it what was before and what is to come. Um, I found a quote from C.S. Lewis, Mary says, if I find myself, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. And, and I think this is so true. We can, we can enjoy life, we can have the best moments, the best experience, but ultimately, we are never. We're going to have some desires that go beyond our natural life, and that just explained that that we we were not made just for a natural world, and and there's there's a destiny to come. The Bible says that there's going to be a day where where we're going to come to know love in its fullness. We are going to be able to communicate with God without human limitations. We are going to be able to walk with skills that we cannot imagine. We're going to be able to, to overcome the natural senses and move beyond the natural senses, move beyond the loss of physics, the loss of, physic, the, the loss of, um, of, of gravity. So, and, and the Bible says also that we are going to be able to have peace, to, to know true peace so this is our this is our destiny this is our our ultimate reality but while we wait for that day to come while we wait for that manifestation or or realization of what we're expecting what do we do what do we do in an in-between and what we do is first of all we continue to watch movies yes (laughs) We we continue to enjoy movies, but also um, we continue to to watch movies that are going to keep feeding our, our soul. But we can also believe and we can fight the fight of faith to bring out samples of that ultimate reality to our life now. That is the walk of faith. The walk of faith is to... It's to bring reality of heaven on earth here and now. Amen? Little samples, little samples of our ultimate reality. That, that is faith where, where we can enjoy a piece of, what, of that in, in our regular life. And for that, I believe that the, the tool that allow, allows us to get those samples, those, um, those manifestations of heaven on earth, that tool, that, that capsule are the promises of God. The promises of God are powerful. Let me read you a scripture on 2 Peter 1.4. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us Great and precious promises. Say with me, great and precious promises. promises. These are the promises that enables to share or to partake of his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Um, I like also the Message Bible. It says that God's promises are your tickets of participation in the life of God. So, God's promises are so powerful. God's promises allows you to have two things. I want you to remember today in this message, my, my main focus is for you to remember two points of, about God's promises. God's promises allow you to be a partaker, to experience God's nature and at the same time, God's promises help you to escape to, to escape from, from the world's corruption. I need to explain to you some of these words, just to break down a little bit, very briefly, so you understand the, the significance of these words. So the words that, that you have been given, right? You have been presented, you have been bestowed with these promises. And these promises are great, the Bible says. Now, great, it's the word uh, mega in, in the Greek. But this word great, it's not the word mega. This, this word in Greek is the word megistos. It's a superlative of the word great. In other words, it means exceedingly great or the greatest. In Spanish, we would say grandísimo, grandisisísimo. It, it means something bigger than. So the Bible says that you have been given the greatest promises and precious promises. Precious means that they're valuable, that they are dear, that, that they are beyond uh, price. And then it says that by these promises, you become, you get to experience, you get to, to, uh, to partake of God's divine nature. when It has to do with God. It's only related to God the Father, God the Spirit, God the, uh, God, God, uh, the Son. And then it says of his nature. And, and this word has to do with his force, his laws, his origin, his properties, his power. Um, and then it says that we escape. Escape means that the, the association that you had, it's cut out, and now you are free from that association. So God says that a promise can can set, set you free from the association of this world, from the consequences of the world. And then it talks about the corruption of this world. And that the, the word corruption had to do with destruction, decay, had to do with... Um, with, when things go rotten, so in this world things are not right. Correct? We know that it's under the, the influence of the curse of the curse. So now we uh, we have God's promise, and what the Apostle Paul is trying to tell you is that God has given you these greatest the greatest promises, and these greatest promises. Help you to live the greatest life. And they are the greatest because they come from the greatest one. Amen? So I have an, an illustration that it came to me as I was understanding this scripture with the context of escaping. And that has to do with the game The, the Flores Lava. How many of you have played The Flores Lava? The Flores Lava! <laughs> Okay, some of you know what it's about. Some of you didn't care. So the game of the floor is lava has to do with you minding your own business until somebody screams, the floor is lava. And then you have to find a surface to stand because you cannot stand in the lava. And this game can be very fun when you have little uh, Younger kids, maybe even teens, I don't know. We haven't played it in a while. But we used to play it a lot when the boys were younger. And this game can also get you in some trouble at the stores if you're trying to climb those shells. But (laughs) we're not going to talk about that. Okay, so my illustration is that God's promises are like little Surfaces where you can stand. If the floor is lava, this is the corruption of the world. When I stand in one of God's promises, I escape the corruption of the world. Amen? But I also, the moment I stand here, I get to partake, I get to experience, sorry I'm breaking these these things, I get to experience God's divine nature. I can be minding my own business, living my natural life. The moment I stand by faith in one of God's promises, then I escape the corruption of the world. And I start to experience God's divine nature, his uh, heavenly resources. Um, so we have plenty of promises in God's word. There are thousands of promises of God's word. There are promises of of protection. There's promises of, of his presence, of healing, of provision, wisdom. There are so many promises. And actually uh, we were singing some, uh, we sung some beautiful songs but one of those talk about the yes, that God's promises are a yes. In 2 Corinthians one twenty, it says that for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes resounds as God uh, to God uh, to, to give glory to God. so the Bible says that in Christ all of God's promises became a yes to us, and when we believe them, when we receive them when we take them when we stand on them we are saying amen we are we are agreeing with God so God's promises are yes you need to be the amen you need to take those promises and come in agreement and, and become the amen to those promises Hebrews six twelve it says that when you uh, actually it says that In order to receive, in order to inherit God's presence, we need to use our faith and we need to use endurance. So, some promises of God, you just believe them and and they they activate. But other promises, you need to add endurance to your belief. Okay? There are... um, there, there are some promises where, where you, need to, you need to add this endurance. We're, we're living in a relentless 2023, amen? And that means that, that we operate with, with a mindset, with an attitude of not giving up, of, of uh, just staying consistent. Endurance doesn't have to do with time, like how long is it going to take? Endurance has to do with an attitude, with a mindset of I am going to stay consistent. I am going to stay with the same same attitude of believing God's promises. And what I have found in my own life is that when I stand in God's promise, if it's uh, it's about healing, maybe I'm dealing with an issue in my body. Maybe I'm dealing with a diagnosis. And the moment I stand in his promise, I am going to escape the corruption of the world. I don't want to stand anymore because I don't want to break this little baby. Let me borrow them. (laughs) And I don't want to break them. Sorry. So um, I I stand in God's promises. And then what happens? I can still be dealing with some symptoms with the diagnosis while I get a full manifestation but in the meantime, because God's promises allow me to partake of His divine nature, then I start to experience a peace that surpasses my understanding. And instead of me being freaking out, now I have peace and I have strength. And sometimes I even have favor with the doctors or I have insight. Have you been there where? Where it's it's not as everybody else you can be dealing with the same as everybody else but you're actually not why because you're standing in God's promises or maybe you're dealing with a with a very stressful situation and and you should be freaking out <laughs> and, and you should be getting all mad and and actually you have peace and, and you have hope and you know that that things are going to be okay why because we're standing in God's promises or maybe you just uh, experience a tragedy in your life. And, and you know yourself, and you know that with this tra- tragedy, you should be crumbling. And actually, you realize that you're still standing and, and that you have divine strength, supernatural strength. So this is what God's promises do to your life. But something uh, that I also found and bear with me with these analogies, okay? I also found that the promises of, of God are not static; they are they are like like um, they move you. Now I don't have an illustration for that, <laughs> of course, <laughs> or I would have brought like a magic carpet. <laughs> but imagine the promises of God being like like a little scooter where where you escape from the Flourish is lava, you get in that surface, but at the same time, that promise moves you towards maturity. So, God's promises are not static. They are, um, in our Christian walk, if you didn't know this, you're going to learn more about those in, in our core classes. But the point of the Christian walk is to get to an end, to, to the God's end for your life. And all your life from now till you meet Jesus face to face, you are in a journey. The Bible calls it a journey, or, or we're like in, in as a, a peregrines, a pilgrims, trying to, to get our, our, our Zion or our, our promised land. So we're in a journey, okay? That, that's the analogy. But as we move towards the end of our journey, the point of the Christian walk is for you to be transformed into the image of Christ. There's uh, 2 Corinthians 3.8. It says that as we behold uh, Christ, the Holy Spirit helps us to become more like him. And, and we are supposed to advance from level to level as from glory to glory. Ephesians 4.13 says that that. The point of our lives as we come to church and get equipped, get, uh, get trained for ministry, for the work of the ministry, is that we grow into maturity we, we until we measure up to Christ who is our standard. Um, Romans 8, uh, 29, I believe, it says that, that God chose us <clears throat> to become, to be conformed. ...to the image of the sun. So, do you get it? We are supposed to be moving. You're not supposed to just exist day to day, month to month, next year, and you're the same. We're supposed to be transformed to the image of Christ. And what these promises do is that the moment you stand on it, the Bible says that, that because of endurance... Endurance causes maturity. Endurance causes perfection. Not like perfection like we know, but maturity. So these promises, you think you're just standing, but at the same time, they're kind of like transporting you to a level of maturity. As you grow in the knowledge of God. As you deepen your faith. As you get to know God's love, God's character, God's um, God's principles. So the promises of God, they're not just static. They help you to move towards maturity. And I have found in my life that sometimes when the promises of God seem not to work, okay, God's promises are magnificent, but they are no magic. And and in my case, um, I have found out that sometimes the reason why They're not taking me to where I need to go. I don't get to experience this divine nature of God. It's because I'm not in it like 100%. I'm like one foot right here and one foot there. And let me give you an illustration for that. Some of you have heard my testimony. I've shared it before. A few years, um, more than a few years now, I... I was diagnosed with, um, with an immune disease, I, I had a rash in my arms, I didn't even know what it was. It came out of nowhere, it ended up being um, psoriasis, and, and what, when I found out what is that, it's an, uh, an autoimmune disease. It means that your body is attacking itself. It means that your body is out of balance and it thinks that it needs to be attacking itself and it's, it's um, hurting your good skin. So anyways, I, I had rashes like in both of my arms. It, it was very itchy, very painful. It would burn. It would just look ugly. It was embarrassing. So I, the moment I, I found out what it was, I to God's promises as I usually do. You know, just grab one of the promises or two or three and, and start to believe, to believe that you're standing. But um, after uh, a few months, apparently nothing was happening. I, I came to, to some natural knowledge that, discarding different symptoms, okay, you may have it because of this, because of that, because of that. And none of those apply to me until the last one. And the last one was, you are not letting your body rest enough. You're not sleeping enough. And at that point of my life, the boys were a little bit younger. And I was like so many other moms that after you put your kids in bed, you're like, okay, this is me time. How many moms can can get it? This is me time. And me time in my life meant Spend a few hours just watching Instagram or Pinterest, and you're so tired because you got up early in the morning, and then you went to the gym, and, and you're just overworking your body. And I would just go to bed so foolishly so late, so late. Like, it's embarrassing how, how foolish I was at that time. But um, so God's promise wants to carry me um, Partaking of the divine nature in my life meant my skin to clear up, my immune system not to be confused, to to be in order. Escaping the corruption of the world, escaping the the world system, meant to abandon this unbalanced lifestyle that I was living, just to to live more orderly, more uh, responsibly, more wisely. But at that time... I just came to, to a very honest conclusion where I, I realized that I really don't want to be carried through God's promises. I just want this issue to be fixed. Like, I, I don't want that transformation. I don't want that maturity. I just want the issue to be fixed. And, and I came to, to this question uh, to myself. If the issue resolved what would you go back to? And and I just realized that I was not interested in changing my lifestyle. I was not interested in improving, and to put, bring some order to my life. I just want the issue to be fixed. And when I finally uh, acknowledged that to myself and realized, okay, you need to choose. You want just a temporary solution, or you want transformation? And I decided, you know what, I I want transformation. And I was able to, instead of being like this, God, come on, the promise is not working. The promise is telling you, get on, stand on, escape the corruption of the world, escape your old life, escape what, um, what, what the world system is doing to your life, get on God's promise. The moment I did that, healing started to happen. And it took me for me to change my lifestyle. And now me time means go to bed early. (laughs) Me time means sleep as much as you can as as a mom, right? So sometimes we just want change, but we want to go back because we're comfortable with, with where we are. We don't want actually to be transformed. We just want the fix, the quick fix, but I want to continue to be where I am. But God's promises cannot do that. God, God's promises do two things, not just one. Sometimes we just want the divine nature. We want the, the heavenly resources. We want uh, the, God's nature in our lives, all those results. But God's promises help you to partake of God's nature and to escape from the world's corruption. Amen? Amen. So, uh, also, another illustration. You have to bear with me with, with your imagination because these are just my analogies. <laughs> this is not theology, okay? <laughs> this is just an analogy. This is my, my, um, my par- parables. Uh, years ago, also, I was watching a documentary on, on Einstein. And, and on this documentary... Don't, don't try to, I, I don't remember a lot of things. Actually, I don't remember most of it. I just remember that while I was watching it, I got like an analogy and an understanding of God's grace. And God's grace, according to what they were saying, so in the documentary, they're speaking about the concepts of relativity. Again, don't ask me to explain it. I don't even understand it. But the concept of relativity they used two different examples. And one of those was that if I were to jump from here to, from the stage to, to, um, to the first level, if I were to jump and at the same time I, I have a glass of water and I want to drink that glass of water, that is going to be impossible. Like I, I won't be able to, to do it. I won't have enough time to do it and then I would just get all splash everywhere. Do you understand? Like, like that, that's not going to happen. However, if they used if we had an elevator and the elevator will take me from here to down, I can be inside, say with me, inside, inside the elevator, drink my water while I'm going down, and nothing changes. Like how come? The thing is the same. You're going down. But somehow, when you're inside this capsule this uh, place things happen different the other example that they said is that if you go on a motorcycle like 30 miles per hour of course you're not driving it you're you're being transported okay so pretend you're being transported in a motorcycle about 30 miles per hour and you choose to toss a coin that's not going to work either the coin is just going to fly right However, if you are in a vehicle, you can go 100 miles per hour, and you can toss a coin, and you can catch the coin, and nothing happens. That's relativity. Don't know how how it works. But listening to this, um, listening and watching these analogies, I understood what grace is. And grace to me at that point as I understood it, it's like this bubble, this capsule that when you get into, things can happen that they're not supposed to happen. And, and you can live in this reality inside grace where things don't happen naturally outside of grace. And, and I believe that's, that's kind of like the same uh, application for God's promises. When I stand in God's promise, I stand in that capsule where I can enjoy resource, heavenly resources, supernatural power, inside peace, all the everything that has to do with God's divine nature. And I'm escaping from the corruption, from the natural, from the stuff that happens in the world. Do you understand that, that, that picture? So uh, I want you to... I want to encourage you today to stand in God's promises. Dare to stand in God's promises. And when you're in it, tap into the supernatural. Bring those samples of heaven on earth in in your life because the promises of God, they are going to carry you. They are going to carry you. I can tell you story after story of of times where we have standing in God's promises And in the natural, we're like, how did we do that? I don't know. We were inside the promise. We were inside that capsule. And things were happening that were not supposed to happen. And you don't even know how you made it. You don't even know how how you overcame. And it was because you were in, in God's promise. You were standing in God's promise. So say with me, God's promises allowed me to partake of God's divine nature, and to escape from the corruption on this world. Amen. So those are two points that y- you must remember. God's promises are powerful. Uh, let me end with this, um, this analogy. Uh, no, this is not an analogy. This is a story. This is a story that I got to experience at the beginning of the year. <clears throat> My kids think it's a little cheesy. <laughs> but this is my story. <laughs> and, it's, <clears throat> and it's Mother's Day, so I get to share it. Okay. <clears throat> so at the beginning of the year, actually, um, during the holidays, my mom came and stayed with us for the holidays. And then at the beginning of the year, she was going to go back to Mexico. And while, um, before she went back to Mexico we decided to take her to the Butterfly Wonderland. Have you been there? Uh, okay, it, it's a nice place. It's, uh, I don't even know where it is. Daniel drove. <clears throat> or I drove. I don't remember. In Scottsdale. Okay. So um, we've been there before, so it wasn't going to be the first time. I honestly don't really care about much about those places, but I was like, okay, this is a nice place. Before we left, Daniel said, you need to wear colorful clothes so the butterflies are attractive to you. And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Actually, I was wearing a gray hat. I was wearing a gray sweatshirt that I may or may not have borrowed from Pastor's Closet. (laughs) Sometimes it happens. He doesn't know that. (laughs) Or sometimes he's like, hey, is that my? Okay, yeah. So... I must have had very close, and I went to his closet, <laughs> and I like his his uh, sweaters are great because they're like dresses for me, and they're good for leggings. So, anyways, so gray, gray. My my leggings were black with uh, with white, and then we went because I didn't care. I didn't want. We're there, and we're spending all this time, and my mom is loving it. The boys are enjoying it. My mom has butterflies everywhere, and, and Daniel had some butterflies too. Daniel, Matthew kind a little bit. He didn't care either, and, and I didn't care. I'm just watching them, taking pictures, uh, taking video. Right before we're about to leave, I decided I do care. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, ha- they have these blue butterflies. I think they're morpho butterflies. So when they close their, their uh, wings, they're like brown or gray. But when they open it, it's a like beautiful blue. And they're big, like, like big. So then I'm like, I want one of those to stand on me. And Daniel grabs me, puts me in a good spot where the sun was, and he's like, there, stay there. So I'm standing there. Nothing's happening. And then finally one... <clears throat> comes, I, ha- I have my, my messenger bag, and one comes and stands uh, on, my, on my back. That could have been like a shot for a magazine. I mean, the, the purse looks so nice with the butterfly right there. I have the picture to prove it. And, and I'm so happy. I'm like, okay, I got my blue. And suddenly, a blue morpho butterfly. Those ones don't come too often to people, okay? Let me tell you. Those are kind of like picky. It comes and stands right here on my hair, and I cannot believe it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. And it's, like, blue. It looks like a brooch. It, it was just precious. So, of course, I get my phone, and I get my selfie. And what I'm, I'm recording. I chose to record. I don't know why. And all because you can choose the selfies that you want later. <clears throat> so, I, I'm, I'm recording. Those are tips that... I've learned. <laughs> okay. So I'm recording the, the precious butterfly right here. I don't want to move. And the butterfly chose to fly, kiss me twice on the cheek, and fly away. It was beautiful. I have it on video. It was it, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. And then we went off the day. It was fine. I um I I posted it was it was nice a week later out of nowhere at nighttime I got to bed I lay down with my head in the pillow and out of nowhere I remember that story and I just had a big smile and I'm like you know what God thank you that was so sweet of you like you can call it a coincidence I thought it was God like in my mind you know God is talking to the angel and saying, what is Laura doing there? Oh, she wants a butterfly. I thought she didn't want one. Okay, <clears throat> well, she, she does now. <laughs> and then God calls two butterflies because I wanted one, and God says, because he's so generous and loving, he's like, two butterflies, go, go check on Laura, and make sure you kiss her for me. <clears throat> so, again, this is not theology. This is just my imagination. <laughs> Yes. So I'm in bed, and I had this big old smile, and I'm like, God, you, I cannot exaggerate your love. Like, like you, your love, your signs of love surpasses my expectations, surpasses my desires. And immediately, this scripture came to my mind. Romans eight 31 and thirty one uh, and 32. Uh, It says, so what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who could ever stand against us? For God has proven his love by giving us the greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for for us all, He certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. So this scripture just came to my my heart. And then instead of smiling, now I'm crying in my bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, God, if you did not spare your only son, how much more? Say with me how much more. How much more? He's not going to, I mean, he's going to give us all that he has to give. Yes. All of his promises are a yes and an amen. All of his promises want to empower us and deliver us and, and help us to, to grow, to be transformed. So I, I was just so moved, so touched, and, and that, that experience just, just kind of like stamped you know, in God's stamp in my memory, like this is so beautiful that I can stand in God's promises and be delivered, escape, be empowered, be, be uh, transported towards growth, towards, towards maturity, and just live in this dimension with samples from heaven on earth. So my encourage, encouragement to you is search God's, uh, God's promises. When you're here at church every Sunday, every Wednesday, when you hear one of those God's promises, write them down. Write them down. Grow in the knowledge. Grow in the knowledge of his promises. Are, there are so many promises of God. And then what do you do? Then you meditate. How do you meditate on God's promises? You pick one, and you fix your mind into that promise. And during the day, you think about it. You speak it. You visualize that promise is being manifested in your life. You see yourself living, experiencing that promise. Then what do we do? Then once you have meditated, you believe it, that it's going to happen. And you have expectation. With that expectation, your faith is not operating. So you have expectation. And then you believe that that promise is going to help you to escape, to to overcome any challenges that come to your life. And it's also going to help you get victory over attacks, over challenges, over problems, over your own limitations. So, get God's promises in your heart. Amen? Because God's promises are powerful.